This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk. On, well, Jake, give me a little direction here. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this Monday. Everything good, Jake? We good? There we go. Yeah, I think we should be. I think we should be good. Hold on. Keep talking. Jeff Jordan will join me here in a bit. We certainly hope. Jeff is probably on his way. There we go. We got sound in my headphones now. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Brian Barrett and his gang will be very busy this week. Beautiful day today for baseball in Oakland Riverdale. We'll uh, do that battle at 6 o'clock on WGNS Radio today. Tomorrow, Blackman uh, will take on Rockvale and... Siegel and this is softball on Wednesday. Siegel and Rockvale on uh, Wednesday. So all those games at six o'clock airtime will be on about ten minutes before that. For yeah, full week for high school spring sports as they get as they finally get underway. They were supposed to get underway with us last week, but we had those storms uh, Monday and Tuesday. Well, if I remember seeing the forecast, it looks like maybe tomorrow and certainly Wednesday looks like it could be some rain coming in. So, you know, you just got kind of pay attention. They'll be on if they can be. Hopefully that's the case. Uh, at least the weather's nice and warm. Right, yeah. Uh, first normal day of spring yesterday. Very nice weekend. Um, although I did spend it most spend most of it inside watching basketball. With basketball the in- on? Well, <laughs> I think there's been a few games. Uh few really good games um i don't know how your bracket is but mine mine's definitely in the trash well i did not make a bracket this year and and i just really had no reason to do it i had no one to compete against that didn't care to enter it in any things like that so i didn't make a bracket which means my bracket's not trashed like most people's are right <laughs> a lot of upsets for sure and it always happens that's what you're doing jake is just trying to figure out where the upsets are going to come because you know they're going to be there oh definitely definitely with um Schools like Oral Roberts beating Ohio State in the first round and then beating Florida on Saturday. Uh, Abilene Christian took down Texas Saturday night. Just to name a few off the top of my head. Yeah, Abilene Christian, tough time with UCLA right now at the half. Uh, UCLA is up in that one. But uh, we're going to talk after the break about uh, our local teams a little bit. Seagull High School boys uh, into the state tournament, took on Oak Ridge on uh, Thursday night. 
did not come away successful. It's it's really one of those tough things. The farther you go down the line, the more it hurts when you lose. And everybody's going to lose. Almost uh, 99% of the teams are going to lose their last game that they play. But uh, congratulations on what's been a great season. And, and uh, Middle Tennessee's women at halftime looked good against Tennessee in the second half, just uh, all Lady Vols. Too much size, too much depth. Middle Tennessee just lost a shooting touch and, and really never had an answer for Tennessee defensively at all. No, they didn't. Um, I was really proud of what Middle Tennessee came out and did in the first half. They went step for step with Tennessee, and you know they, they didn't seem scared for whatever Rick, Rick Ensel told them in the locker room. I'm sure really had them playing inspired in the first half, actually held a lead a, a couple times, Sure. although it wasn't a big one. Um, anytime you can hold a lead over Tennessee like that and then have them, have them tied at halftime, that's a really, really um, momentous swing. I learned a long time ago, there's only one reason you play the first half. That's so you can play the second half. Right. And the first half, you get in there and you get jumbled around. And Middle had to shoot the ball extremely well because it was obvious that they were not going to slow Tennessee down much offensively. And that, that became the problem. And we saw that happen in several games toward the end of the year uh, where Middle just – lost a shooting touch along the way. And when you when you depend upon that, there's not a lot of size. There's not a lot right. of inside movement that you're going to get. You're not going to get some easy buckets around the bu- basket against Tennessee in particular. Offensive rebounds, put back, those, those kind of things. So you have to shoot it well. They did the first half, but uh, Tennessee uh, just kept on going offensively. Middle Tennessee could not do it. Also, also, I think what another thing that played into Tennessee's hands that went against MTSU is their depth. Oh, sure. Um, Tennessee's obviously – Got a lot more size, a lot more players on the bench than MTSU does. And, you know, one thing I think MTSU had to do going into that game was get Tennessee into foul trouble. And it seemed like both teams, for the most part, stayed out of foul trouble for the most part of the game. One thing that Middle did yesterday that they didn't do well in the second half, that they did well in the first half, was they didn't turn the ball over. Sure. MTSU had uh, two turnovers, I believe, in, through the first – 20 minutes to MTSU's or to Tennessee's seven, excuse me. Well, Middle Tennessee and uh, has finished their season Conference USA champions and lost in the first round. But uh, you talked about Rick Ensel's team not being scared. When he recruits those kids, he recruits them to play big games like that. They were scheduled to play Louisville, a top five team in the first, in the first or first game of the season. He typically plays Kentucky's of the world. To, they'll take on anybody that they'll play. So uh, his his kids are challenged that way, and I'm sure uh, Tennessee just kind of found a way to get regrouped at the second half. And I'm not sure it's so much Tennessee as it was. Middle just could not find their shooting touch in that second half at all. And once you miss that, and here's the thing that I saw, when Middle scored and made Tennessee walk the ball up the floor and get into the half-court offense, Middle's defense was pretty good. Right. But when Tennessee, when Middle missed a shot and Tennessee was able to get the basketball and, and before Middle really could get their defense set, I thought that was really a key. Uh, and we'd like to see uh, more baskets go in for two reasons. I really felt like defensively we could have been better mm-hmm. had we not had to deal with that. But once the shots were missing and Tennessee was able to come down and kind of get the offense flow before Middle got set up as well as they need to, that was kind of the case. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break when we come back. We'll discuss that game and more. 893-1450 is the Exit Realty Bob Lehman Associates Hotline. If you'd like to give us a call, we'll be right back. 
In the South, we've perfected the art of connection. In fact, we can make an instant connection with simple things. A guitar and microphone, a great meal, a Friday night football game. So when First Bank enhanced our digital banking connection, we created it from our banking model to be accessible, direct, and personal. Silicon Valley knows apps, but we've learned a thing or two about connection. Get a great mobile banking app with the real connection of community banking. First Bank, member FDIC. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetSTHealthCare.com. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The Lady Raiders put a scare into number 13 Tennessee in the opening round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, but a strong third-quarter push by Tennessee carried them to an 87-62 win Sunday in Austin, Texas. The teams nodded at 39 at the half. The Lady Raiders had visions of becoming the first number 14 to upset a number three in tournament history. However, Tennessee had different plans. The Lady Vols used a 23-10 third quarter to carry them to victory. Anastasia Hayes capped a remarkable junior campaign with a game-high 26 points, five assists, and three steals. Aislinn Hayes also in double figures for the Lady Raiders with 15. The Lady Raiders end the season with a 17-8 mark. Coming up tonight on WGNS, we've got State Farm Prep Baseball coverage. It's Riverdale at Oakland tonight, beginning at 6. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. It is spring of the year. It looks like we're going to make it. We've made it through the TWSAA basketball tournaments. Congratulations to all the winners. Last week's games, and uh, glad that they got those out of the out of the way. And uh, NCAA is rolling now through, and we've got a caller on the line. Jeff, I think you're there. Go ahead. Hello. There you go. We got you. How's it going? How you doing? I hope you hope you enjoyed the uh, tournament turn this weekend. Don't know. Well, I've watched it. I've watched it back and forth a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's 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 entertaining for sure. I, I I do miss the crowd in in tournament play more than any time. I miss the crowd. Some upsets. I I was glad to see North Texas win for a top USA as far as the men 
Lake out at Ole Miss Friday night. Yeah. Charming to them Friday night. So good win for them. But uh, pretty pretty good uh, a deal for Conference USA. They've done pretty well on the men's side, women's side, too. Pretty good. I know Rice is playing the NIT. They've won a couple games in that. And I thought middle played okay yesterday. When you get out rebounded by 35, then you know it's a bad day. When you when you have 21 rebounds and their team has 20 offensive rebounds, sure. you know it's a pretty bad day for you, don't you think? Well, you can't win that way, and, and the team knows that going in. And, and some of it's size, and some of it's just the ball bouncing the wrong way, and some of it's uh, you know momentum in the second half just finally caught up to them, and they never were able to turn around. But you're right; when you get uh, rebounded, out rebounded that badly, you better be shooting about eighty percent, and that didn't happen. Exactly, exactly. And, and also, I want to watch women's tournament day, and uh, Belmont just won a few minutes ago. They're going to play Indiana in the second round on Wednesday, so should be an interesting matchup. Uh, matchup there, so uh, congratulations to Belmont on, on them winning their first uh, first game ever, and uh, I know you got a lot more to talk about another spring sports to start, and I watch some softball and stuff, but I'll just hang up and listen and uh, enjoy your show, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting uh, that in women's basketball, you don't see quite as many one-sided upsets as you do in men. Uh, there has been for years, and it remains this way, I think, a bigger gap between the really, really good teams and the in the middle of the road teams, so to speak. Uh, in basketball, men's basketball, you've got a lot more. Fifteen could be to two. A sixteen can be to one. It happened. In women's basketball, you rarely see a team in, in middle seed, for example, to win. And and, and I know as mentioned, first time I think Brian, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, Brian mentioned it might have been the first time in fourteen to be to three. You see that happen in men's basketball all the time. Right, yeah, and I think you know going back on what you said about the disparity and you know the the gap between the top tier teams and the middle of the road teams. I think there's still there's a, a, a gap between the Yukons and the Stanfords sure. of the world with a team like Tennessee. And Tennessee's a good basketball team. Can they beat a Yukon or a Stanford in this tournament? I don't know. Tennessee did play Yukon earlier this year, and. For the most part, hung with them. They, well, they, I mean, they they were in the game late. They they were in the game late when they played in Knoxville, and Tennessee just didn't just didn't hit their shots down the stretch. Well, historically, you can go back and pick the three or four teams, but historically, you're right. The, the gap between the one, two, three teams in a particular year back when it was Tennessee for a long time had been Notre Dame, North Carolina State was part of that mix for a while. Uh, certainly, UConn's been there for a long, long time. When you go in, it. I, I guess we're saying in a women's bracket, you're likely to get a bigger, uh, higher percentage of wins because the one, two, three, and four seeds in those tournaments are almost always going to win, and you can you can get pretty close to setting that final eight, ten or twelve teams that you might say are going to be there, and, and almost always be right with that. Right. Uh, and Tennessee trying to claw their way back to that uh, pedestal that they used to be on, they're not quite there yet. The Tennessee players, and frankly. Uh, Jake, the uh, the younger crowd like yourself really wasn't around back when Tennessee was coming <laughs> and when they were the UConn of the, of the right. women's league. I remember I was in, I think I was in the sixth grade the last time Tennessee won a national championship, and I remember that was two thousand and eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. So I remember um, my math teacher. I think I saw it in math class. It was on the news. Tennessee winning a national championship but before that in you know, when they were like the Yukon of the world in the, in the late 90s when they went when they won back to back in um, 98 99 I think it was when when they went undefeated 
34 and 0 or 38 and 0, something like that. But yeah, Tennessee's getting back there. Um, this year, I think from the small sample size that I've watched them play, they may be a Sweet 16 team. They're just not. I don't know if they can hang with the Yukons and the Stanfords and the well, that's Baylors. That's the way they're seated for sure to be in that that kind of a category. And time will tell where it shows up to be. But uh, congratulations to Middle Tennessee on on the really good season. Uh, I was all we were all disappointed with the the loss that they had to uh, Old Old Dominion on uh, two weeks before, before the regular season ended. Got clobbered and then came back and won on Saturday. And then Marshall beat them on the, the first game of the two-game swing, on the last swing of the season, I think 30-some-odd points, and came back and won that next game. So they, they've shown some streaks of, of so really good and re, whatever. Now, it's, it's a pretty young team. They, they lose two seniors that I think can be can be replaced by incoming players. Now, hopefully that's the case. But with all schools now, Jake, it's you're not real sure from year to year to year to year to year what you got you're gonna have coming back because the portal has changed life. So you never know for sure when you say you got everybody coming back. I'm not saying that Middle Tennessee's gonna be in a situation where they lose kids, but it, all bets are off really when you start saying you know what you got coming back for next year for sure. Yeah, and definitely with this, you know, with the past year and athletes getting granted that extra year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. You don't know what players are going to do. You don't know, you know, Middle Tennessee is not losing a lot in terms of players. So you don't know what they're going to do in terms of, you know, maybe a changing of the guard or so. I don't think that Rick Insel would run anybody off. They seem like they got a good group of girls. They can come back and win another Conference USA title and maybe go on another run. Um, you know, in, in terms of men's basketball, you know, you think about what Nick McDevitt has coming back, and you think about what Rick Barnes has coming back up the road in Knoxville, and how he can take, you know, Rick Barnes can take this year's team that vastly underperformed, and you know, try to maybe usher some guys out that he thinks may be NBA ready, and bring in a new group of guys that can get him past the first weekend well we'll just have to see i mentioned the the ladies have two seniors deja cage and uh, rella booth i know rella booth is not coming back that coach insel's on record of that i really haven't heard him say or not say whether deja cage with that extra year eligibility will come back and play we just don't know what what's going to happen there but uh we'll, we'll just have to see coach insel i'm sure is looking forward to having a full season and getting his crowd back if you talk about a, a team that has a women's home court advantage middle tennessee does have that the fans are are excellent here and it you know i'm sure they were disappointed in the players and, and let's let's think about this whole thing all these players are going when they go middle tennessee won on was it saturday last week the championship game yes so they go from there to san antonio and and sit in their room for two days every, longer than that i mean today uh they they played on sunday so they went seven days it literally they weren't out able but, they to had out. To, but they had to quarantine by themselves well, I'm, I'm for just two saying, days. and middle's not alone everybody's having to do that and you, you go into a very sterile arena to play you go into a very sterile arena to practice you you are by yourself when you eat you're not allowed to get out and roam the streets and do the kind of fun things that you'd like to do in a tournament situation it's it just I, I hate it for the kid i'm glad they're getting to play 
delighted they get to play, and I'm sure that they would say they'd rather play in that situation than, than not, all said and done, some of them will come back with almost a think of, what in the world did we just go through? This is this is not anything the way basketball is supposed to be. Yeah, um, I've definitely missed crowds, and yeah, you know, I was thinking about that last week. I think when we were doing a show, and Chip Walters said that they weren't going to be able to go outside, and they had to stick to their rooms. They could only go the only times they could be outside was when they were going to practice or when they were going to the game. And I think that that's going to play into the factor of a lot of people maybe deciding to come back, not just with this team or in just the women's sport, but in all sports, you know, with like football and men's basketball and baseball and how they had to go through what these players are going through. They may sit down and think, you know, I didn't really get to experience what a full college football season was like or a full men's college basketball season was like. I may want to come back and take that out, take that all in. A lot of things will go into that factor for, for sure. One thing I know for, again for sure is that the, the lady basketball teams, women's athletes oftentimes are more serious about getting that education because they don't have the professional career opportunities that others will have. So if, if my daughter's there and she has a chance to get one extra year of education paid for, and we're probably talking about maybe even graduate school, which you well know tuition is about two and a half times, three times what it would be in undergrad. You get that opportunity to do that, uh, you know, they can parlay that into a really good experience. Right. And and then if, they're, if their talents are, are good enough, they can go – and do what they love to do at the next level while just, also having that career to fall back on. I just wonder if, if a coach has got a fifth-year player that wants to come back for that, that extra year and, and they haven't played much all the way through the, the lineup and what that conversation might be like to say, you know, I just got to use this scholarship some other way. I, I don't think they're oblig- quite as obligated as they might be. It's, it's all new territory. We'll just have to see. We're going to take a break. Chip Walters has got the Blue Raider Insider Report. I'm sure he's going to comment on uh, the Lady Raiders' win, uh, loss, I should say, and uh, the season that they've had right after this on All Sports Talk. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic down. 24 eastbound over from Davidson County into Rutherford County. Normal short stopping of the lace. 231 headed back out towards Shelbyville. Hey, you never know when you might need them. Free at last bell bonding. Serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford Counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, everybody. Evan Lee Raymer here with you with the Evan Lee Raymer Show. I want you to tune in with us every Sunday night from 8 until 10. We'll talk about some politics, some local politics, national politics, 
and a little bit of everything. That's the Admiral Lee Reimer Show with you every Sunday night from 8 till 10. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even cost less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. It's time. Show your true blue. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders! When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's a Monday and a busy weekend came to a close. Of course, the highlight event was Middle Tennessee's appearance in the 2021 NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. The Blue Raiders put a scare into number 13, Tennessee, but a strong third quarter push by the Lady Vols carried them to an 87-62 win on Sunday. The teams were knotted 39 all at the half, and the Lady Raiders had visions of becoming the first number 14 seed to upset a number three in tournament history, but Tennessee had different plans coming out of the locker room. The Lady Vols used a 23-10 third quarter run to carry them to victory. Middle Tennessee was 0-4 with two turnovers on its first six possessions of the third quarter, while Tennessee on the flip side was 4-5 from the field and 2-2 from the free throw line on its first six possessions. That turned the game and that sent Tennessee on to the victory. Just too much length, too much depth from Kelly Harper's team, it made the difference. But Anastasia Hayes kept off on a remarkable junior campaign with a game-high 26 points, 5 assists, and 3 steals. Aislinn Hayes was also in double figures for the Lady Raiders with 15 points while adding 2 assists and a steal. She played all 40 minutes without a turnover. So the Lady Raiders see their season in with a record of 17-8, and and it was a season that had uh, where they lost some opportunities prior to Christmas with non-conference games with Kentucky, Louisville, VCU, all went by the wayside due to COVID-19. But the Lady Raiders will go back to work and will uh, have another outstanding team coming back 
next year. All right, let's turn to baseball. Middle Tennessee dropped the series finale at Memphis by a score of 8-7 to seven in extra innings. The Blue Raiders lost two one nothing games to Memphis and won an eight to two game on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Middle sent the game or scored in the top of the ninth to tie the game at two, or actually to take a, a two to one lead. Memphis came back, scored a run to tie the game at two. In the tenth, the Blue Raiders jumped ahead four to two. Memphis tied it in the bottom of the tenth. Then the Raiders, uh, actually, uh, they, they jumped out seven to four in the top of the tenth, and uh, Memphis tied it in the bottom of inning number ten. And then in the top of the eleventh, the Blue Raiders could not get a run home. Memphis was able to push one across and grab the eight to seven victory. Middle Tennessee is now 11 and eight on the season. They will not have a midweek game now until uh, early May. The uh, Blue Raiders will work will begin conference play this weekend at UAB. Four game series against the Blazers at Regions Park. It's a big minor league park right in downtown Birmingham, so there's plenty of room there. First game will be Friday at 5.30, doubleheader on Saturday, single game on Sunday. All right, let's talk about Lady Raiders softball. The COVID-19 pandemic was not the end Summer Burgess wanted for her senior year, but it only delayed the inevitable as Burgess, back at middle this year as a graduate student, became the program's all-time hits leader on Sunday afternoon. The Blue Raiders knocked off Western Illinois by a score of one to nothing, but it was in the Mercer game when Burgess singled in the infield in middle's first turn at the dish for career hit number 244 and passing Precious Birdsong for the most hits ever in a Blue Raider career. And also for her efforts over the weekend, Middle Tennessee right-hander Corinna Dodd produced a pair of gems in the circle and was rewarded with Conference USA's Pitcher of the Week award that was announced by the league uh, earlier this afternoon. All right, that's it uh, for today. We'll have another update for you coming tomorrow. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. A reminder this afternoon, Riverdale and Oakland baseball will be on the air on WGNS Radio in about 15 minutes from now. 
we'll go to the ballpark with Brian and John Dinkins, and I don't know who else might be around to make that happen. Something in Conference USA, talk, Chip talked about baseball, and what a game yesterday. The Memphis, when you score and you get tied and you score, and you get to, it's almost like one of those football overtimes where you, you, you just wonder how long it's going to last. But this year the format is four game series, uh, Friday, a doubleheader on Saturday, and, and one on Sunday, to cut down on travel. And, uh, it, boy, it, it just really puts a premium on the pitching staff. It does. And but it, with, you know, MTSU's benefit, they are really deep in the bullpen. Well, we think so. Uh, we're going to find out when we get uh, into conference play just how deep that might happen to be. Uh, we think that's the case, and uh, you, you never have too many arms. That's, any coach will tell you that. You just never have enough pitching. Uh, just like in football, you never have enough defense. and uh, So we'll have to see. But the open up, that should be a good atmosphere in Birmingham at Legion, uh, Regents Park there. And uh, hopefully they can get them in. The weather looks – last time I looked, Friday, Saturday looked really good. Sunshine. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works itself out. But um, good luck to the Raiders as they get that started. Spring football practice also underway. And you talk about a team that I'm not sure what we got. And I, people ask me all the time, do you ever go out and watch spring practice? I said, no, I'm not a football coach. So I'd go out there and I'd be watching guys doing things that I would never have an idea of really what they're doing. So I, I, I just don't find it entertaining or I, I'm not able to go and see much. Now, basketball practice is a different thing. I can go there and I kind of visualize some things and I can see what I believe is a, something that a player does that I like or something a player does that I say, well, she's limited to what she can do or he can, he can do. But, uh, it's, it's going to be a new day uh, offensively for sure for Middle Tennessee. A new offensive coordinator brings in a different style. Uh, wants to use a tight end. If anybody hears people holler from my box at the stadium, they're hollering, use a tight end. That's not been the case. I don't know if it's a good thing or not, but we're, that's likely to happen more. And uh, the running game will be emphasized a bit more. And uh, even though we lose uh, Asher O'Hara, who has led the team in most ever statistics the last couple of years, uh, he went to the portal and, and uh, left. Uh, a young man from North Carolina State who started, I think, eight games last year. Had a good record, a good passing percentage and so forth. I'm really excited about him. And defensively, a uh, lot of people back and some new parts in. But we talked about in basketball, the number of players coming back. Middle's got a lot of those players that could have left, stayed. But the question is going to be, your opponents are they going to be in the same situation likelihood they're going to be so it's it's really going to be a strange season how that's going to work itself out yeah um you know like we like i talked talked about in the last segment or the segment before last before chip walters joined us you know you're gonna i think you're gonna see in some cases a coach come along and look at his roster and go i may want to use this scholarship in a different way, or I may want to use that scholarship in a different way, and he may urge some guys to go seek opportunities elsewhere. I don't know how many he's going to do it. I don't know who's going to leave, but I think that is going to be something to think about as we get through the spring and into the summer. Well, you know, you got kids that will go through spring practice or start spring practice at least and, and mm-hmm. look around and say, Gosh, I thought I was going to be I don't one know, or two I, on the depth chart. I don't I, know if I belong here Yeah, it looks like I'm, I might be a three on the depth chart. Uh, and a player that the coach would like to keep, but uh, we'll leave. And I know 
this recruiting strategy this past year for middle has been or still is didn't sign a lot of newcomers coming in leaving spots open for they have five uh transfers out of the portal coming into the program uh a couple of big offensive linemen from from uh the uh our five conferences so we'll have to see how that works itself out but th- there's a possibility somebody else at, at georgia at south carolina at michigan at who knows where same thing uh thought they were going to be the starter it looks like i'm going to be second or third string uh I, i'll leave the program uh so there may be some some help on the way as i said the the other part about that though has to be florida atlantic western kentucky marshall southern miss all those schools have the same opportunity we'll have to, we just really don't know how it's going to work itself out yeah and you know, all all those schools are in the same boat as MTSU. They're they're smaller schools. They give kids a much better chance to see the field and get quality playing time. And those schools sometimes produce better draft picks than the Georgias and the Michigans. There's certainly those possibilities. The thing that I generally get excited about, and I've learned to temper this, when you get a, a kid that transfers to Middle Tennessee from a Power 5 school, you're thinking, well, my gosh, if they were good enough to be signed at Georgia, good enough to be signed at Tennessee, good enough to be signed at Florida, they got to be good enough to play here. That's not always the case. I mean, every once in a while they, they sign a dud. Uh, I shouldn't call it that. They, they, they make a mistake, a mistake that's so bad that uh, they're not going to help out of Middle Tennessee either. Or the kid's attitude just changes. Uh, and – they weren't able to play there. They might have been able to, and they come to Middle Tennessee or Western Kentucky and don't perform. So don't get too excited about, well, last year, let's, let's take it. We had a running back from West Virginia, and we're running back from Florida State, ready to go into spring practice last year. I was excited. What happened? They both opted out. I didn't realize that they opted out and stayed on campus. They're back, they're back in this year. And, you, again, you have to think, if they were good enough to sign at Florida State, Good enough to sign at West Virginia. They got to be good enough to run the football here at Middle Tennessee. We shall see. But won't that be interesting if the if the uh, quarterback is from North Carolina State, running back Western West Virginia and Florida State, uh, where they started their program? Be kind of a neat thing to see happen. We'll we'll have to just have to see what the uh, season looks like. One more break we'll get before we get ready to go to high school baseball. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. You think we're way out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. 
Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic down 24 eastbound over from Davidson County into Rutherford County. Normal short stopping of the lanes. 231 headed back out towards Shelbyville. And you never know when you might need them. Free at last bell bonding. Serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. First Bank brings you this portion of All Sports Talk. Officers across the state of Tennessee, 57, I think, locations last time I heard, and they're still growing. A great service here in Murfreesboro. Glad that uh, they're part of our program and glad to be banking myself at First Bank in Murfreesboro. Uh, one thing that kind of slipped past me this year, and I would, if I'd have made plans to be someplace Thursday to sit down and watch college basketball first round like normally you do, this year they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And in the past, they've always started on Thursday and played through Sunday, and, and the women backed up a day, too. Any idea why I, I never have asked the question as to why that changed, and did, did COVID have anything to do with that at all? I think COVID might have played a factor in it because they're all in one city. But, so you, you got to – Part of that says to me, why would they not want to start it earlier instead of later? Because that means that by starting on Friday instead of Thursday, that's one more day they have to sit in that daggone – hotel room and right. COVID. Uh, so uh, that it, it's got such possibilities in your mind to think well that's the only thing that's different this year is COVID but anyway the uh, semi the uh, Sweet 16 is being filled out in men's basketball yesterday and today as opposed to typically they do that on Saturday and Sunday and women's basketball also backed up a day and they're playing their their, their games on Sunday Monday uh, Sunday and Tuesday is when the women's first round will be completed, I believe, or Sunday and Monday. Yeah, Tuesday they're, starts they're the first up round. As well. But anyway, that, that's that's here and there uh, with with all that kind of thing. Um, high school baseball, we'll know a little bit more after this week as to where the the power here is here is in Murfreesboro, uh, Rutherford County, along with uh, softball as well. Uh, kind of see how that goes. Oakland Riverdale have played baseball now for since 1972. It's a long time. It's the longest rivalry, obviously, in, this, in the, uh, the county. They're still alive and uh, should be a good one out there. Mac Hawks and Barry Messer both do a good job at their schools. and uh, It'd be interesting. It doesn't say where this game's at. Do you know if it's it at Oakland or at Riverdale? I believe it's at Oakland. Okay. I know this. I haven't been out yet to see Riverdale's new turf on their field, but uh, it's baseball and softball fields both with turf at Riverdale, which is a, a going thing. And I tell you what, if I was a baseball player, I would think I'd love that idea that I don't have to go out there and help break the field and pull the tarp on that sucker back and forth yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's it's a um, I I didn't have it when when I played in high school, so we still had to rake the field. Heck, but we didn't we didn't have anything when I was in high school. I promise, <laughs> it, except a kind of a slopey field that, that you know, no grass on the infield, and we were l- lucky that we didn't have more gravel than we did uh, dirt. I'm afraid <laughs> it was not something special, but I enjoyed my days for sure. Uh, well, that, that's going to, I guess, take care of it, right, Jake? We're yes. ready to go. Yes, we'll head out to uh, Brian and John for high school baseball 
uh, on G- GNS, and you'll see that every day this week, at least for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I don't know if every day, but uh, t- t- the next couple. Monty will be in tomorrow for All Sports Talk. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.